Right now, as you look down at your forearm and hand, or simply just close your eyes and feel your forearm and hand, you can perform all kinds of movements. You can rotate your radius around your ulna, move your hand towards your forearm by bending your wrist, flex your fingers, straighten them right back out. Many, many muscles beneath your skin are helping you do this. Let's chat about these muscles in today's episode. Keep on listening to learn more. Hey, hey, and hey. This is Seth Jump, your professor for anatomy on the go. More than any other topic, and I'm sure you've heard me mention this before, the muscles are extremely challenging to learn. I've got numerous emails requesting podcasts about these, and also in the physical classroom as well. The same thing. Please uh, give me extra help on muscles. Quiz me. Help me understand these these crazy origins and insertions. Uh, So this is the summer of muscles here on the podcast, and we're going through the muscles smaller chunks at a time uh, to give you a chance to really grasp these uh, one muscle group at a time. I give you a chance to review as well. So today we're going to focus on the anterior forearm muscles, so let's go ahead and get started. So today we are simply going to focus on the anterior forearm muscles. Then, in the next episode, we can take a look at the posterior forearm muscles. So as we get started today, first, let's talk about the actions these muscles perform. These muscles are pronators, flexors of the wrist. They perform abduction at the wrist. They perform adduction of the wrist. They are flexors of the fingers. Now, you might not have all of these muscles. In fact, one person out of eight does not have a muscle called the palmaris longus. Now, let's figure out if you do. If you pull your fingers together like you're making a bird head and you're flexing the wrist, the tendon that pops up is the palmaris longus. Now, if you don't see a slender tendon pop up when you do that, you may not have this muscle, palmaris longus. Not to worry, though. We have other muscles that perform redundant functions. In fact, it's actually the palmaris longus that is. It's actually a weak flexor of the wrist compared with the other muscles that we'll talk about today. So the key thing to know about the anterior forearm is that there are layers, superficial, intermediate, and deep. The superficial muscles are pronator teres, flexor carpi radialis, palmaris longus, and flexor carpi ulnaris. The intermediate layer consists of flexor digitorum superficialis, and the deep layer consists of flexor pollicis longus, flexor digitorum profundus, and pronator quadratus. Now, let's start with a little trick to remember the four superficial muscles. Take your left hand and flex your thumb so that it's in the middle of your palm. Now, take your left hand and position your hand in the pronated position. Now, what you do now is take your left hand in the position I just described for you and position it on your right forearm just past your elbow, just distal to the elbow. Now, your index finger should be pointing at the lateral part of your forearm. And then these four fingers that you have there, they represent where these four superficial muscles are located generally on your right forearm. And the letters for these muscles are PFPF. So the index finger represents pronator teres. The middle finger is flexor carpi radialis. The ring finger is palmaris longus. And the pinky is flexor carpi ulnaris. So PFPF, pronator teres, flexor carpi radialis, 
palmaris longus, and flexor carpi ulnaris. Now, the key thing to know here is the common origin for these muscles that we're talking about right now is the medial epicondyle. Now, perhaps you remember what that is. This is the distal part of the humerus to the side of where the humerus links up with the ulna. Now, you can check on yourself. It's pretty easy to find. So that's what's nice about this particular set of muscles is you're not memorizing a separate origin for these. You simply just have that uh, common origin for these four muscles plus one more, which we'll chat about here in a second. But we do have insertions that we need to keep straight. The pronator teres inserts on the lateral radius. The flexor carpi radialis inserts at the base of metacarpals two and three. The palmaris longus inserts at the flexor retinaculum and palmar aponeurosis, connective tissue associated with the hand. And then flexor carpi ulnaris inserts on the pisiform and hamate bones, as well as the base of metacarpal 5. Now, what about actions? Let's go back to actions now. The pronator teres is simply going to pull the radius around the ulna, the action called pronation. So it's going to roll it so your hand is therefore in a pronated position. Flexor carpi radialis. You can just write this down as FCR if you're studying with your friends. Since it's crossing the wrist joint to attach on metacarpals, it's going to flex the wrist and also pull the hand away from the body. That's called abduction of the hand. Palmaris longus. Compared with the other flexors, it's a weaker flexor of the wrist. And then flexor carpi ulnaris, FCU for short also crossing the wrist joint, attaching in this case to the carpal bones and also the fifth metacarpal. It's going to flex the wrist and pull the hand back toward the body, and that's hand adduction. So that is the superficial layer. The intermediate layer is next. But before we get there, now think about this. The forearm has other movements we can take a look at right now. Uh, Maybe you can use your own forearm and hand as the cheat sheet, right? So these muscles that start on the forearm make their way and attach further distally on the hand to flex our fingers in different ways. Now notice how the fingers can bend at the different joints. That is the joint between the metacarpals and the phalanges, that between the proximal and middle phalanges, and that between the middle and distal phalanges. It's also possible, of course, to straighten all these fingers out as well, right? But we'll get to that in the next episode. Today, it's, we're talking just about bending, i.e. flexing. So let's check out the deeper muscles, the muscles that move the fingers at the different joints and connections. First, the flexor digitorum superficialis, attachments. Now, it's also sharing the origin of the other muscles we've talked about so far. That is the medial epicondyle of the humerus. It's inserting on the middle phalanges of digits two through five. Now, because of that insertion, it is crossing both the metacarpal phalangeal joint, the MP joint, as well as the proximal interphalangeal joint, the PIP, the PIP. When it contracts, as it pulls and shortens, it's going to bend both of these joints. So finger flexion at the MP and the PIP. Now, think about this also. It's crossing the wrist as well, so it can perform wrist flexion too, in addition to those other muscles we chatted about before, FCR, FCU, and palmaris longus. Now, the other main flexor of the digits is the flexor digitorum profundus. It lies beneath, that is, deep to, the flexor digitorum superficialis. Now, when something is deep, we could call it profound, right? Like a deep, profound truth about life. 
Now, that's a potential way you could remember this muscle, profundus, profound, deep. So, this muscle's origin is the anterior radius and the membrane between the radius and the ulna, which we call the inner osseous membrane. It then inserts on the distal phalanges of digits 2 through 5. So, compared with flexor digitorum superficialis, it's attaching further distally. So, when it contracts, it's going to enable a flexion of the distal interphalangeal joint, which is DIP or DIP for short. And like the flexor digitorum superficialis, it can also act, assist at the joints it crosses. So, PIP, MP, and wrist as well in flexion and bending. Now, there's a deep, dedicated flexor of the thumb. And so, whenever you see the word polysis, that is referencing the thumb. The origin for this muscle is uh, the anterior radius and the inner osseous membrane. And then it's going to insert on the distal phalanx of digit one, which is polysis, the thumb. What's this muscle going to do when it contracts? What's the action for this muscle? It's going to flex the IP and the MP for digit one. And it's also going to be acting in in weak wrist flexion. So weak uh, to the same level, about the same level as the palmaris longus in, in flexion of the wrist. Lastly, let's just go yet deeper, and you'll find a muscle called the pronator quadratus. It tells you what it does and how it's shaped, so that's kind of nice. It pronates, and it's square-shaped. The origin of this muscle is the distal quarter of the ulna. It inserts on the distal quarter of the radius, and its action is going to be pronation of the forearm. Well, we've come to the time in the podcast for the Fast Five. Uh, Five quick questions of various types to help you embed this knowledge into your cerebral cortex. So here we go. True or false? The most lateral of the superficial muscles in the anterior forearm is flexor carpi ulnaris. Now, if you said false on that, you would be correct. The most lateral of the superficial muscles is the pronator teres. True or false? The palmaris longus is a wrist adductor. False. It's a weak wrist flexor. It doesn't perform the action of adduction at the wrist. Now, which muscles share the origin of the medial epicondyle? So if you said the PFPF plus the FDS, you would be correct. So what the heck does that mean there? Pronator teres. Flexor carpi radialis, palmaris longus, and flexor carpi ulnaris for PFPF, and then FDS, flexor digitorum superficialis. So the foremost superficial plus one down in the intermediate layer, that is the flexor digitorum superficialis. Next question here, two more. Which flexor is responsible for flexion at the dip, pip, the MP, and the wrist? And if you said flexor digitorum profundus, you would be correct. Which muscle inserts at the base of metacarpals 2 and 3? If you said flexor carpi radialis, that would be correct. Well, thanks for listening today. Hope you found this episode helpful. 
Uh, we got another episode coming up next week, second installment of the forearm. We're going on the posterior, posterior side of the forearm and talking about those muscles. Feel free to send me an email to give feedback about this episode or any episodes uh, you would like to see uh, coming up around the bend. Um, I'll keep those coming. I'll try to prioritize the ones I've received emails about already, but you could also provide feedback on elements you like about the podcast, anything you'd like me to focus on in the podcast. So the next episode is coming up soon. And until that episode drops, all the very best. Good luck with your studying and I'll see you later.